if you've got a 28 day cycle, you're going to get that, um, those spikes of estrogen and progesterone within typically days nine to about 15. But when you're projecting forward, we do just give it a little extra room, right? And you still kind of have your hormones working for you, even if it doesn't align perfectly, you're not in your like your lowest phase. Um, but yes, I say about days nine through 15, if it's a standard lake cycle, if not, if it's like you're in the thirties, uh, you know, you can kind of subtract to get a wide range. You can subtract like from your whole cycle length, beginning of your period until right before the next period. You could subtract 10 days and 20 days to get that range in which you might want to start planning those externally focused tasks. Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs who want to successfully homeschool their kids while running a profitable business. In this podcast, we'll reveal the truth of what it really looks like behind the scenes of an entrepreneur who homeschools and how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who currently homeschools or you want to start, you are in the right place, my friend. With 16 years experience combining entrepreneurship with homeschooling, I'm your host, Jen Myers, and this is the Homeschool CEO Podcast. What if the key to unlocking our greatest potential as homeschool CEOs lies in understanding our hormones? Welcome back to another episode of the Homeschool CEO Podcast. And in today's episode, you're going to hear from Megan Fowler from the Aligned Cycle, where she believes that the female body is not a burden. It does not have to be a mystery. And understanding your menstrual cycle can actually make you smarter and more successful in entrepreneurship, homeschooling, and life in general. So are you ready to learn how to finally understand your menstrual cycle and work with your business and not against it? Me too. So let's dive in. All right. Well, Megan, I want to thank you so much for coming to the show today. I am really excited to have you. This was a question for today's podcast that we actually posed in the homeschool CEO group. And I have never received such a re- overwhelming, excited response. Everybody is waiting for this topic. And we're finally able to sit down and record this and basically, right, give our audience what they want. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. I look forward to talking to you and hopefully reaching those women out there who are wanting some tips um, to how to align their cycle and their work, which really is a pretty powerful thing. So true. I know I I learned about this maybe two years ago and it just made such a difference for me. And I can't wait to share this with everyone. All right. So to begin with, tell our audience a little bit about you, um, who you serve, how you help them, all the details. Yes. So I serve um, entrepreneurial women who are trying to grow a business and they are trying to figure out how do I do this without sacrificing, you know, all these other areas of my life, my health, my home, my relationships. Um, And I help them understand their cycles, their own hormonal patterns, their bodies, and so that they can plan their work and their schedule accordingly in a way that works for them and helps their hormones to support what they're doing and not working against right? Those activities that they have scheduled and planned. 
So good. And then you also homeschool your kids, correct? Correct. Yes. So I've got three boys and the oldest is eight. And then I've got a six-year-old and then I have a two-year-old. So yes, I've been homeschooling from the beginning and um, definitely a part of my my life and my my journey. Wow. You are busy. So you're a real testament to what, you know, because we are homeschool CEOs and our audience are all incredible entrepreneurs while homeschooling their kids, you've done a really great job at managing both of them. You know, it's a balance. <laughs> it really is. And it's an ongoing process. But yeah, you you, you learn things because you have to, right? <laughs> amen. Amen. And I always tell people, if you think you have it all figured out, just wait a couple days, you'll learn something new. You know, we change its ebb and its flow. And sometimes it's more work and sometimes it's more homeschool and sometimes more CEO and sometimes more mom hat, right? 100%. Awesome. So take me back a little bit to the beginning. What got you interested in really understanding women's menstrual cycles and how that affects business and life? Yeah. So my story as it relates to what I do now really goes back to um, a job that I had. It was a Teach for America-like program. And so if you're not familiar with a Teach for America program, they basically are trying to fill um, high-needs positions, um, you know, in high-needs subjects, in high-needs areas, right? So um, what you do is they give you a couple weeks of summer training, and then they put you right into a classroom, and you are a full-time teacher. And um, while you are full-time teaching, you are getting a graduate degree. And in my case, it was both a teaching credential and also a master's in secondary education. And um, so you can imagine, right, like this is kind of intense. So I was a middle school math teacher, um, downtown Phoenix, in a school that they had brought in all new administration like half of the teachers were new and then they were planning on shutting the school down at the end of the year. They did shut down. So it was difficult on many levels. Um, and at the same time, I was planning an out-of-state wedding. And so for me, um, I, it was a total time of burnout, right? Because I'm trying to do all these things and it really impacted my health. And, um, and in this time, I was actually kind of learning a little bit more about the cycle and, you know, fertility awareness and natural family planning. And I eventually went to like go through a course to learn how to chart my cycles. It was a symptothermal method. So, you know, you're taking your temperature and you're recording your other signs. And I noticed there were some things in my chart that seemed off. And I actually, um, I brought it to my instructors and they said, oh, it looks like it could be okay. But my intuition and based on what I was looking at, I said, I don't think so. And so I actually started researching more and there was this more medical method, the Crate and Fertility Care model, where you actually take these charts that you use to track your cycle to a medical doctor who uses them to evaluate, diagnose, and treat reproductive health issues to try to optimize your reproductive health. And I, I was just so fascinated by it. And I decided to go through an education training program. So I did that became an instructor and um, started working with women and couples to chart their cycles, to both understand their times of fertility and infertility. And also some of them were struggling with um, health issues related to infertility or not. Um, and it was just really powerful to learn and learn with them. And so many of these women were saying, 
why didn't I know this? And some of this is basic stuff, right? That we should all know. Why wasn't I taught this in high school? And it just, every time I heard that from a, a woman, it just really stuck with me, right? There's so much power in understanding ourselves and our bodies. And why aren't we sharing it in the way we should? And I do think there's like this tide that's turning right now. And we're beginning to get that. And so anyway, going back to my own like burnout and health struggles, I started to use my period as a time of, of rest. Um, those first couple days, you know, not the whole thing, but like those those days that, you know, we had a heavy flow and I started to schedule that in my calendar and I would, you know, cross it out. You know, I'd project forward based on, you know, what I knew about my body and my cycle. And as I'm doing that, I'm noticing like it feels really good, right? And I'm not totally resting. I'm a homeschooling mom, right? I've got right. boys. and But there's a difference between, um, you know, having all these external commitments that are guiding your day and then you deciding what's best for myself and my family on these days and how do I want to spend this time. And so that's what I started to do. And I really noticed benefits from it. I noticed kind of rippling, you know, benefits from that. And, um, and naturally you begin to like focus more on the other times of your cycle for your external activities. And I started planning, you know, the things that require more external focus, more energy, more communication, particularly in that time of fertility. And I kind of call it like your prime work time as you began to get closer to um, your ovulation, essentially, you are having spikes of estrogen and also you get a spike of testosterone and those give you confidence and energy and they help your communication. And um, so as I did that, I just noticed that things just really felt so much better, Um, more flow, more ease. And I think it's so powerful um, to be able to share this with women and to say, you know, who we are as women isn't in conflict with our dreams, right? It's not in conflict with growing your business, um, with homeschooling your kids, whatever it is that you want to do, you can do it. We just need some tweaks, right? So good. And yes, that's kind of what brought me to learning more about it because I would notice, you know, it started obviously like the week before my period every month. Like I would tell my husband when we were first married, I swear to you, if I leave you, it's probably the day before my period. And I promise I'll come back in three days. Like I would literally go through this. I would start crying and like I couldn't function in the business. And I was just this emotional wreck, obviously. And so then we started, I started tracking my period through one of those handy dandy little free apps on our smartphones. Right. And I started noticing this cycle, but I never put it. I mean, it took a long, a while to put it together with how that cycle, I could say, okay, these three days, I probably should just lock myself in a room and just kind of rest. And I probably shouldn't discipline my children because those were the days I would say things like, you're grounded for the next six years, you know, because I was a little emotional. So as I started to understand that, I could kind of carve out that section, but there's a deeper level. Like you were saying, there's certain times of the month as women entrepreneurs that we are best poised to do our creative thinking and our communication and all these different things. Now, I only have a limited knowledge on this, hence why we're bringing you on as the expert. So can you kind of walk me through, there's four cycles, is that correct? 
there's different phases? Four phases. Mm -hmm. But generally, there are four phases of the cycle. And I have a slightly different view of this than I think um, what I noticed when I started understanding this myself. And then I realized how much was out there. And there are a lot of women teaching this. Um, There's one way of looking at it, which is like the seasons. And I think a lot of them the people who teach it that way, I think it's really powerful and helpful. Um, but I see it slightly different in terms of the phases, but yes. Um, first usually, you know, is that the beginning of your cycle when you are just, you're kind of at your lowest, you're actually at your lowest point, like you said, right before menstruation and at the beginning of the menstruation, like our hormones just plummet. Right. And it's really a good time like you said, to kind of not make rash decisions. Um, There was a fascinating study where a woman was um, teaching young at-risk youth to chart their cycles. And they were finding that 90% of the time when they ended up, you know, making decisions that got them in trouble with uh, law enforcement, 90% of the time it was right before menstruation or during menstruation, during their period. And just the power, like you said, of knowing that, that we are low at that time, right? And we are um, kind of clearing out and we are not having the hormones working for us. Um, and to know that this is okay and this is good and we can work with this and it will end. And so that's that kind of beginning time, that early part of your period, you're low. And then you start to have a spike of a low increase of estrogen. And so then you kind of come out of this time. And for where that happens for different women is, you know, kind of different days, four, five, six, seven, somewhere in there, you start to feel this and you're ready to like start something new and you kind of start, you know, maybe setting goals for that cycle. And, um, and you just get a little bit of that. Okay, I'm ready. Let's, let's do it. And then you continue to have estrogen spike in kind of that third phase and you are, it's getting higher and higher and you are feeling better. You are feeling more confident. Um, Estrogen actually makes your face more symmetrical. So you like feel like you do look good, Um, clears your skin, right? And you are just ready. You're ready to communicate and to connect. And that's the time where you really want to schedule those those things that will move your bo- um, your business forward, like maybe you're doing live videos that week or interviews if you can schedule them during that week or um, photo shoots, like if you can schedule your photo shoots during that time because you're going to feel better. That's going to come across on camera, right? And you're going to have more photos that you're like, oh yeah, like I can use this, right? So um, that's what happens in that phase. And if even like a launch, if you have something that's going to require a lot more energy, um, that's a good time to do it. Schedule those launches then. And then from there, right a, like a day or two after ovulation, um, there's that shift that happens, right? And so your estrogen um, is, you know, decreases, um, doesn't totally drop off yet, but it, it's big drop and then progesterone takes over. And this can still be a good time to continue working. Um, you're not you don't have the same boost, but you still feel pretty good because progesterone does that for us. And it continues until like those couple days before your cycle. And then it just, you know, plummets, which signals to our body, we're not pregnant, right? We need to clear out. We need to get ready to start this whole process over again. And it's so cool 
the way it works, right? If you know what's going on and you know you're not out of control and you don't have to cancel everything that you've signed up for in life and that it will pass. So yeah, kind of an overview of what's happening throughout the cycle. Wow. That is such good information. Okay. So let, let's go back and talk numbers a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, we're having a zoom call, but I know that the rest of you are just listening to the audio. But if you tell me like, I'm taking, I'm like randomly, I'm (laughs) fascinated taking notes on everything you're saying. Okay. So for when we should be doing that goal setting, that's like day five of the cycle, right? Yeah, I would say anywhere from day, and this this is different for, for all women, but this is one of the more like stable times where your estrogen generally does start to pick up in this time. So because I've worked so much with women who have, you know, variable cycles, or even if you just don't have a textbook 28-day cycle and it's still in the normal range of like... 25 to 35 days, um, it might be slightly different. So you do, I, I, there's a lot of value in tracking it. So I'm going to give you the general, but I will say like, I want women to really know their own body and get that feedback and be able to implement based on that. But generally speaking, I would say approximately, yeah, days five, six, and seven, you are ready to kind of commit to something and to set those goals and begin something fresh and new. That's exciting. All right. Got it. And then day eight through like 20, is that when we should be kind of trying to plan launches Mm -hmm. and live video and that real outward facing activities of our business, correct? Right. Approximately. And I like to say, you know, days, if you've got a 28 day cycle, you're going to get that, um, those spikes of estrogen and progesterone within typically days nine to about 15. But when you're projecting forward, we do just give a little extra room, right? And you still kind of have your hormones working for you, even if it doesn't align perfectly, you're not in your like your lowest phase. Um, but yes, I say about days nine through 15. If it's a standard lake cycle, if not, if it's like you're in the uh, 30s, you know, you can kind of subtract to get a wide range. You can subtract like from your whole cycle length, beginning of your period until right before the next period. You could subtract 10 days and 20 days to get that range in which you might want to start planning those externally focused tasks. That makes so much sense. Now, because we are all homeschooling moms as well, how does that translate into the homeschool environment? Because, okay, so it's easy to say this is when we should be doing our live videos if that's what we're doing or launching or, you know, depending on the type of business we have. But what does that look like when we apply it to homeschooling? Such a great question. And this is an area where I'm just kind of beginning to um, to implement. But For me, one of the key things is that time of rest and kind of, you know, being more inwardly focused um, and not trying to do all the things. So right before your period and during those early days, for me, I schedule things that are like just enjoyable to do with the kids, right? That just like feel good. I'm not forcing, you know, those things that are hard to do with certain kids, you don't want to do them during that time. Um, so f- what I like to do, like I like read aloud. So we'll read, we'll read more than usual. 
right? And my kids are listening attentively and like, it feels nice for me. And it, and so that's kind of one thing I do, but you can also do like, you know, those great videos that, you know, you have available that are really educational and you can plan to enjoy them during that time. Um, so that, you know, it's not you intensive. Um, and then just kind of being okay with like that, those few days, not necessarily looking like your best days of, or your most, I don't want to say best days of homeschooling, but you're not, you know, necessarily have all this stuff to show for, you know, the outcomes. Um, Cause our kids are always, they're making progress, right? It's just part of, um, you know, learning and growing. So yeah. So it almost comes down to what you're saying is like shift our expectations maybe for some of those days, right? So we're not setting ourselves up to be disappointed or experience what we would perceive as failure. Exactly. Yes. To shift your expectations. And I mean, really this can kind of go throughout this, the whole cycle, right? It's shifting our expectations of what we should be doing, what our kids should be doing, but particularly during that time, you don't want a long to-do list of like, I'm going to hit all these things with the kids on these days or for yourself personally. It's kind of the same philosophy, right? And that if you're scheduling things that you know, like my kid would really benefit from this activity or this field trip, you're going to want to schedule it, you know, more in the middle of your cycle, more in your prime work time too, maybe, or at least in, you know, after ovulation, before your progesterone drops off. And so just kind of as you begin to learn your cycle and to track, you know, how did I feel about my work today? How did I feel about homeschooling today? You get a lot of feedback for you personally about what feels good and works at different times. So good. So when a woman is first starting to figure this out, what do you recommend she does in order to track her cycle? What does that look like? So it can be really basic if you are not already tracking your cycle on an app or, you know, using some women are using official methods of um, fertility awareness to understand their fertility or infertility times. And so if you're not doing that, it's okay. And you can really just begin tracking the date. If you know your cycle day, you know, your cycle starts on your first day of like true menstrual flow, your first day of your period, and just start doing a quick journal. And you will actually get a lot of feedback just doing that. And I also want to say for women who may be on some kind of hormonal contraceptive, um, you may not get the full, like fullness of the experience, but you still have patterns and it is still worthwhile to begin tracking and understanding, you know, what you're feeling and, you know, how your hormones shift because they still typically do have, you know, some shifts going on. Um, so yeah, I'd say just start with journal tracking. Um, I also have, um, a resource that kind of will kind of lay out the different activities in each phase. Um, but you want to, to cater it to, you know, your body too. So. So good. So what happens when our hormones are off? Because at different stages of life, sometimes things go awry. I've been there. I know other women are like, I don't have a consistent cycle. Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. What, what should those women be doing to take that next step to figure out maybe the root cause of that? Or how does that look when we're trying to align our business and homeschool with this erratic cycle? What do they do? It's such a great question. And I just, I want to encourage women that like their health is foundation. And especially as a homeschooling mother and, uh, you know, CEO, 
you really have to take great care of yourself. And part of that is addressing these, you know, imbalances and that it's actually worthwhile. You are worth it to take the time and to find practitioners you trust to help you um, get things where they should be. And so I want to say that, you know, it really is so important, but in the meantime, you can still begin to use these things. Um, typically if you have a cycle, so like, let's say you have a cycle that's extra long, like maybe you experience PCOS. And so it takes a long time for ovulation to happen. Well, typically you are still having spikes of estrogen, you know, a lot of times as your body is like getting ready to ovulate, um, for women. And so maybe your, um, I don't want to say like peak work time is longer or better, but like you have less time that your hormones are really low potentially. And so um, as you begin tracking and seeing these changes, you know, you can, you can still work with your cycle. Um, Maybe your post peak period. So like after ovulation, that time before your next period starts, maybe it's really short. And if it is, that means you have low progesterone. And if you have low progesterone, you you're going to feel that your PMS is going to be um, much more intense. And it's probably, if it's short enough, like it's probably affecting your um, daily life, you know, in a really big way. And so that is something that, you know, there are treatments for. So, so it's really um, like a double-sided win to start tracking because not only can you use it today, to decide, you know, how do I schedule my life, uh, my work, my homeschool, but also to get that feedback from, you know, your body and to know when things maybe aren't right now or in the future, if your hormones aren't where they should be, you know, and you've seen it and you felt it, and then you can be more proactive about responding to it. So, yeah. So good. So with the women that you've worked with, what do you see as one of the biggest mistake. I want to say, I don't know if it's mistakes is the right word, but one of the things where you're like, that's the one thing that I just see over and over where I feel like women could really improve on. So I think one thing is there's all these great resources out there teaching us how to plan and what our work should look like. And we can gain so much wisdom from those. But like, for instance, you know, there's things like you create your ideal week, right? And you just have this ideal week that you implement in the same way every week. It's consistent. It's on your calendar. But I think that can make us feel like we're failing because our weeks and our experience of our week and our work and our homeschool with our kids are not the same every week. And so I think just kind of getting out of this mindset and this, um, paradigm that we are just kind of the same every day, right? And that we don't have these waves of of times of, you know, wanting to get out there and make that movement in our business and really connect and and achieve those goals. And then times of just being, right? And just allowing, you know, some quiet and reflection. And so I think just trying to apply things that have been made for someone else and maybe they work great. And I do think there's things we can learn from them but strictly applying them to ourselves and then feeling like, oh, you know, I'm failing. You know, I, I, I can't do this. Yes. Yeah. I, because so many of our homeschool CEOs struggle with that. This, I should be more, I should be able to do more, or they plan it not thinking that, not realizing, I don't want to say not thinking, but not realizing 
that we can actually work with our cycles and not against them. And that's exactly, yes, exactly. It's something Mm -hmm. that we were beautiful and we were created exactly how we're supposed to be. And we are supposed to have these fluctuations within our hormone cycle and that's okay. Yes, absolutely. It's not only okay, but it's beautiful and we should embrace it and appreciate it. And also, you know, share like this, this is my cycle, like, you know, whether it's with your husband and you need more time and, and so that they also understand, right? Because we're still learning, but everyone around us doesn't necessarily, you know, they are learning too. And it's kind of a, a learning process and journey that we're on as women. Yes. So I have to ask this question because your work is so inspiring, just what you do and the stand you've taken and the women that you're helping, who inspired you to learn this? Like, where did you go to learn all of the things that you've learned? It's such a great question. Um, I, you know, it was, it was just a long journey for me. So I started working with women charting their cycles 10 years ago. And, you know, there was a year or so before that where I just really went deep. And so I am kind of a, a researcher and um, there's just something that pulled me to this field so strongly into the natural part of it, to the health part of it, into like the beauty of it. And so I've just really gone deep. And so there are, um, there is something called, I think it's called the red school. And I think a lot of people who call themselves like period, period coaches or menstrual coaches go through that. And I think they're probably doing great work. I'm not super familiar with it. And there are a lot of books out there. Um, so, um, there's one I think called period power. Um, and there's a few others that talk about this thing. So I have, I've gained wisdom from those, but a lot of it has just been my own journey and being so um, in the world of fertility and natural health and, you know, trying to optimize my own work and just kind of enjoying, you know, that um, personal development part of it that's kind of led me on this um, path. Oh, I love it. And I'm a big believer that personal experience is the best teacher. I mean, being in it, and fine-tuning it, and over 10 years, so much experience and so much wisdom. If you were sitting down with a homeschool CEO and having coffee, and they were just really struggling, what is just one thing that you would like to say to that struggling mom? I would just like to encourage her that, you know, we all, just as the cycle has phases, we have phases that aren't necessarily related to our cycle as women, right? If you think about, um, you know, pregnancy, postpartum, they just, we just have the, and with our children, they have cycles and our family has cycles and that um, there is a way to make progress wherever you are, but it maybe looks different than, than you have in your mind, right? And you're not failing. Like you've got this, you can do this. There's support, there's resources out there. And just like we said, you know, reevaluating what our expectations are of our children at different times. Um, you know, what are our expectations of ourselves and just getting some clarity on, um, you know, our priorities and how we can do this and how we can make it work. So I would just encourage you just to get quiet with yourself. Maybe it's journaling and not journal tracking, but just some journaling and asking, you know, where am I at? Um, what can I do right now? You know, what feels good? Because part of this is 
we want to enjoy those things that feel good. We want more of that because there's just like beauty in it. It's energy giving, it's life giving. And, um, and if you're really struggling, you might need to start there. How do I incorporate these little things that are um, giving back to me so that I have more to give to my family, to my business, to my children um, in all areas of your life? Oh, so, so good. Well, Megan, tell our audience where they can connect with you online to learn more about you, your services, and just to learn more about how to implement this in their lives. Yeah. So you can find me at The Aligned Cycle on Instagram. Um, you can also, my website is thealignedcycle.com. And then I do have a, a quick start guide that just gives you the basics of the phases, what's happening there, and then also some ideas of the activities to schedule in your business. Um, and if you go to the Aligned Cycle forward slash flow, you can download that resource to get started. Perfect. And we'll put all of that in the show notes as well. And I just want to thank you so much for being here. This has been such a great interview. Thank you. You're welcome, Jen. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, If anyone wants to reach out or if anyone has questions, feel free to reach out to me. I really do want to support you and to encourage you in this journey. And thanks again for, for having me on today. It's been fun. I don't know about you, but I took so many notes during today's episode. But I'm curious. What was your biggest takeaway from today's talk? Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, would you consider sharing it with another homeschool CEO? Together, we can master our menstrual cycle and make them work for our business and not against it. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I'll see you next week. Hey friend, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And for more information on connecting with other homeschool CEOs just like you, be sure to check out our website at www.homeschoolceo.com. And as always, Team Homeschool CEO, you ladies inspire me. Thank you for always showing others what is possible. You guys are awesome. See you next week.